Hello, and welcome to the Sonic Cinema Podcast. My name is Brian Scuttle, and thank you for joining us at www.sonic-cinema.com. This episode, I'm very pleased to be joined by another uh, filmmaker that I've come to appreciate and admire over the past few years. Uh, she is a writer, director, and actor. Her uh, short films that I've reviewed on Sonic Cinema include Random, Out of My Mind, and Moving In. I've also reviewed a movie that she is, featured movie that she is in, Margot. Uh, but today we kind of want to focus on her uh, directorial work, and she has another one that she is currently in the middle of a uh, GoFundMe product project for uh, called Ebola. And I'm very pleased to be joined by Cindy Maples today. Thank you. And I am uh, pleased to be joined today by writer, director, and actor uh, Cindy Maples. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Brian. All right. Well, uh, the main reason I wanted to uh, talk to you is uh, primarily you're writing, writing and directing work. And I know you have a film that you're currently in the middle of a GoFundMe uh, campaign for. Uh, if you want to uh, tell everybody about that, we'll go ahead and get started with that. We're just going to get right into it. Okay. Uh, it's called Ebola. Uh, it is a horror comedy uh, that will be coming out next year. Hopefully, all goes well. And yeah, I, I do have a GoFundMe campaign, which actually I've already reached my goal, which is amazing. Uh, it was one of those things that I, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to do a GoFundMe campaign, but I did. Uh, I have the money set aside to do the actual production and post-production and all that good stuff. But this was for uh, film festivals because film festivals can it cost as much, if not more, <laughs> than the movie itself. So um, I, I had not really uh, had that kind of put away. So I thought, well, I'm going to do a GoFundMe campaign. We'll see how that goes. You know, worst case scenario, I make a hundred bucks, and that's a hundred bucks I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. And I set the limit at two thousand, and and surpassed that limit like two weeks ago. So it's just, it's just crazy, uh, and I'm just so thankful to everybody for for donating to it because it's. It really helps fulfill the dream because it, you know, it doesn't matter if you make these movies or not if nobody ever sees them. And mm -hmm. film festivals for short films is basically about the only way people get to see them. So yeah, so it, it was great. Uh, but yeah, Ebola it will be my fourth uh, short film. So and I wrote it and I'll produce it and direct it. I actually will not be in this one um, at this point. Planning not to be in this one. There's one little. There is one little role in it that I would love to. To, to put myself in, but I'm not. I'm I'm trying not to do that so I can stay on the back side of the camera this time. Trying to uh, trying to resist the urge to. Uh... I am. It's hard when you're an actor by nature. It's hard to not stick yourself in front of the camera because even in out of my mind, it was like we couldn't really find anybody to be a bartender because we were at a real bar. And could not get anybody to actually act like a bartender. Imagine that, you know. So, uh, so I wound up being the bartender and out of my mind. Uh, so I kind of stuck myself in a role. But even with that, just a little bit, you know, it pulled me away from the focus of actually paying attention to what was going on behind the camera. So if I can help it this time, I'm going to try to stay behind the camera. So. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and I noticed a couple of days ago in uh, prepping and uh, rewatching your previous films before uh, – 
before we did the interview tonight, I, I did uh-huh. actually go to the GoFundMe campaign, and I did see that it had been fully funded. So con- definitely congratulations on that. I know that that's Thank not you. necessarily yeah. an easy thing to do. It's not. So I'm not the type of person who like. Yeah, I don't. I don't like asking for help. It's not. It's not in my nature to mm-hmm. beg for anything. I'm one of these people that thinks you that you should be able to do it yourself. If you can't do it yourself, then don't do it. Uh, but this one with the cast and the crew that I have, I just feel like it needs to be sent out to as many places as possible. And to make that happen, I have to have the money for that. So, um, so I felt like this time kind of warranted me, you know, begging. <laughs> <laughs> well, and- so I begged, I, 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 I just swallowed my pride and I begged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it myself. And I mean, I'm, and it's it. I'm I'm definitely glad to see that you're going to be able to uh, probably make the movie the way that you wanted to make. Because I mean, I know with especially with independent film and especially with short films, because of the fact that there's not a whole lot of monetary incentive for short films. Right. Because it's right. because there's not really there's not really a specific market to it. I mean, I know with film festivals and everything, but it's difficult to, you know, it's it's difficult to get people to uh, put in money for right, uh, and like and that. you're and you're not going to get your money back in a short film. It's rare that you will ever make your money back, um, and that's not why I do it. I do it because it's a passion. It's it's a love, you know. And mm-hmm. and every once in a while, I feel like I have this story to tell, and so and and from so for me, it's passion that drives me to do this. This is not money because you you certainly don't ever see the money come back to you. So that's, that can't be the reason why you do it. Uh, if you're lucky, uh, uh, random pretty much paid for itself, um, from winning so many, uh, film festivals, mm-hmm. um, and the prizes that, that we won in regards to that. Plus we didn't have a huge budget in, in random. Uh, so it did make its money back, but you know, kind of broke even type thing out of my mind may never get money back, which is fine. Uh, and, and Ebola may be the same way. I don't know. You know, you never know that going into it, but, uh, you don't, that's not why you do it. You do it because you want to tell a story and you want to do something creative and, and for the love of it. So. What was it that, uh, inspired you to set the film in a bowling alley? My uh, my husband Rusty James and his good buddy Leo Kemp are huge bowlers. They mm-hmm. they love to go bowling. Uh, Rusty actually bowled in leagues when he was younger, and you know did the whole he you know bowled three hundred and you know he was he actually at one point in time thought about going pro because it was so good. Um, so he loves bowling, and he. They would both kind of, you know, him and um, Leo and his wife, Paula, and myself, you know, we would kind of go out to the bowling alley on the weekend. And, of course, I hated it because I'm horrible. (laughs) You know, for me, if it doesn't go in the gutter, that's cause for celebration. And I will, you know, even, like, do a little lane dance because I'm so excited that it didn't go in the gutter. So, uh, but these guys are serious about it. And uh, they had actually just kind of gone out for the night and by themselves uh, and and one other, uh, Jill Kilpatrick, who's another friend of ours. Uh, had just gone out to go bowling 
And uh, I, myself and Paula didn't go this time. And when he came home that night, he was talking about that they had named their team, their their little team, uh, Ebola. And it just, yeah. And I was like, that's hilarious, you know. And we just, the more we talked about it, the more the story kind of came into focus. And I'm just like, I I, I kind of need to write this. This is hilarious. This is a great idea for, you know, I'm like, what can I do with this? You know, because <laughs> it was just like bowling and Ebola and that's, that's hilarious. And I had been wanting to do a horror comedy forever now and had actually seen one back in April called Born Again, which is just, it's perfect. It is the perfect short horror comedy and it's still out there on the film festival circuits. It's amazing. But I had seen it back in April, and I was like, it, it just inspired me even more to want to do one. And I was like, here's a seven-minute horror comedy that, oh, my gosh, if I could make something even close to being this good, I would I would be happy, you know. So so uh, we were having an acting class here one weekend with uh, a friend of ours named Jim Doherty, who teaches acting in uh, Atlanta and the Indianapolis area. And he had come down to Carriage House Productions to do an acting class uh, for people in this area. And uh, <laughs> we told him the story. You know, it hadn't been written or anything. It just kind of been it was still fresh on our minds. And he said, if you write this story, I want to shoot it and edit it. So I was like, okay. Um, okay. Cause he's amazing. You know? And I'm like, I've got somebody like this that wants to shoot and edit this movie. And he thought it was hilarious. So I was like, okay, uh, I got to write this. And like two weeks later, we went on a cruise, a seven day cruise while we were on that cruise, because I'm not good with downtime. I'm not the type of person who knows how to relax. <laughs> so while we were on the cruise, I actually hand wrote the script because I didn't bring my laptop. I was trying to be good and not work yeah. while, you know, we were on vacation. So I had taken a pad of paper with me and it pretty much filled it up uh, while we were on this cruise by writing out this script. So that's kind of how Ebola was born. <laughs> so it was born on a cru- carnival cruise ship out in the middle of the Caribbean. So. Yeah, I can, I can, as a uh, former uh, lead bowler back when I was a kid myself, it's like I, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely, can uh, see the potential for really entertaining horror comedy in a bowling alley. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's that you could do. And then I got so lucky. uh, There is this great bowling alley here in Henderson, Kentucky, which I didn't know at the time. Um, You know, it was like, okay, we got the script. Now where are we going to shoot this at? We need a bowling alley. And uh, we had li- we've lived here now in Henderson for a little over a year, and I'm like, is there even a bowling alley here? Because I'd love to do it here in this town that we've kind of adopted as our new hometown. And so I Googled, you know, bowling alleys in Henderson, Kentucky, and sure enough, there's a bowling alley in Henderson, Kentucky, and it's called Echo Lanes, and it's perfect. I mean, it was just absolutely perfect. I saw the pictures of the outside and some pictures from the inside. And so I just went and started begging the owner, uh, you know, which he wasn't there. The first two times that we went to contact him, he wasn't there. Uh, the second time I went, I left my business card and said, I'm coming back tonight. Uh, and I want to talk to him about possibly using this bowling alley for um, for this short film that I want to make. 
I went, we went back that night to bowl more than anything. Uh, cause like, you know, Rusty wanted to bowl. So we went back to the bowling alley that night. I walked up to the owner and I said, hi, I'm Cindy Maples. He goes, I know exactly who you are. I Googled you. <laughs> and he's like, and, and he said, and I am so excited that you came back cause I was afraid you wouldn't. So, and it's just been, you know, we just, we fell in love, you know, me and Bob have this great relationship now and, and, and he's so excited about us doing this film mm-hmm. there. So it's just, it's just been a wonderful relationship and the whole town has kind of gotten behind us. So it's just, it's just great. So it was a good choice moving to Henderson, Kentucky. That. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and one of the one of the one of the things I wanted to ask you is because of the fact that you're you're you basically trans have transitioned from primarily acting into directing as well. I mean, I know you do act in addition to directing still. Um, right. What right. led you? What led you to that uh, transition? Um, it's kind of a strange story, and actually, I still it's odd because I do still probably do more acting than the producing and directing part of it. Um, but it was it it kind of seemed like a natural progression for me. Um, back, gosh, probably five years ago, I had somebody, uh, John Cosper, send me a script for a short film, and he didn't know how to get it made. You know, and he's like, "It's got this part in it that you'd be great for," and and so, I, and he was right. I loved the part and I loved the script and it was called The Telemarketer, uh, which was the first thing I ever produced. And I thought, I don't know how to do this, but I think I can figure it out. Uh, so it was, I went out and I found a director and we shot it and edited it and, you know, and, and got it out into the world. And that was the first time I was actually kind of working behind the camera and doing all those kind of things. And it came out of acting because I wanted the part. Uh, so, you know, it was like, okay, how do I, how do I make sure I get this part? Well, I just make it myself, you know, one of those type things. Um, and that uh, actors will do crazy things for parts, you know, that's, that's in our nature. That's just who we are. Um, and so it just kind of mushroomed from there. I, I, you know, I have a lot of friends in this area that, that I've worked with and that, um, that I've acted for over the years. Uh, so I would kind of produce with them, and and then it became a matter of a friend of mine uh, at the time, Joe Atkinson. He had gotten some new equipment, and he's like, I want to do a short film because I want to use this new equipment, but I don't have anything written. And I'm like, well, I've had this little story kind of tucked away in my mind and half written for years, and uh, at the time it was called The Anniversary. Um, and I said, you know, I'll send it to you and you let me know, you know, and I can probably work on it, you know, well, that wound up to be random. Um, and he's like, well, I don't want to direct it. You know, he's like, so you do it. So I'm like, okay. And it was the same thing with the telemarketer. It's like, I don't know how to do this, but I'm sure I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I did. You know, uh, we turned that, that turned into be random and it was just, um, an amazing experience. And I kind of got the bug, you know, I was kind of like, I kind of like the behind the camera thing. Yeah. So. Well, and one of the things that uh, is I found most uh, distinguishing about both Random and Our My Mind was uh, the visual look in them, and uh-huh. uh, I was, and especially for uh, somebody who, you know, especially for you know somebody who hasn't hadn't directed before. I mean, it's actually kind of it's it's kind of ambitious to go with these very distinct visual looks like you random is in black and white, but very much accentuates the red. And then 
Out My Mind has a s- very stylized look, I feel like, as well. And was there Right. I use color a lot. <laughs> I was curious if there yeah, was... Yeah, Random was definitely the red, and, and Out of My Mind was all about the blues. Yeah. So, yeah. Was there a particular filmmaker or inspiration that you had in mind when making those? There's not, not at all, you know, um, because I love so many different kinds of films, but I definitely, I love the use of color. Um, you know, with random, I always, I always knew, you know, I mean, it started with, when I wrote it, it started with the ending. I always saw, you know, how it ended Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, how did they get to that point? You know? So for me, it was always, the blood and the red, you know, just was very visual to me. And I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's get rid of the color, you know, except for red, you know, in, in most of it, yeah. uh, except for, you know, when, when it's those two talking and it's very, it's very muted at that point too. But, um, but for me, it was very important to have color in it. And uh, without in my mind, I actually did uh, watch a few films, nothing in particular, but it was more like looking for a style that I liked. Um, and I, um, there was, um, oh gosh, and I can't remember the name of it. Of course, there's a vampire movie, an old vampire movie that I saw, uh, that had a lot, they were using a lot of blues. Um, and, and, and I was like, okay, this look, this is what I want. You know, I would go to my lighting guys and go, this, this is what I want. <laughs> for my for my colors and how we light this, you know, and of course they made that happen and it just it looked amazing. Um so yeah, for me color is important. It helps I for me it helps tell the story. But there I would not say that there is one one particular person that, you know, that I, I study. Uh I am a huge fan of James Wan. Um mm-hmm. anything that, that man does I love. Yeah. Um so if if anybody that I want to emulate it would be him. But it, I kinda I just kind of I just kinda do what I like, you know? I and if nobody else likes it, I don't really care. <laughs> well, was Luckily say- so far most people like him. So yeah. And I was going to say, when I saw, um, I can't remember if I mentioned it in my original review for Out of My Mind, but I, I, I know when I saw the movie again earlier this week and getting ready for this interview, it's like it reminded me, the, the look of that movie reminded me a lot of Jacob's Ladder, the Adrian Lyne movie. Yes, and, there was and I love that movie. Stylized, yeah, I love style in that movie. Yes, and and I absolutely love that movie. So it's very possible that that did influence me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but although I would say it's been oh, it's been years since I've watched that movie. But yeah, yeah. one one of my favorite films. Yeah, mm-hmm. such a good movie. Well, I mean, it, with uh, with Ebola sort of transitioning into that, and it, it's funny that it, is your appreciation for James Wan part of the reason that I know you you shared with me moving in, which was your. Uh-huh. Submission to the uh, Ambell Creation, what was it, fan, fan contest or something? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was uh, my Annabelle Creation uh, film competition, uh, where it had to be under two minutes, a uh, short film. Uh, and for me, yeah, um, anytime James, I, and I, I basically, it was like nine o'clock at night, and I was on Facebook, and James Wan actually had shared, you know, this contest. Because uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook, which I'm very proud of because I think mm-hmm. he's, like, the most awesome thing. I stalk him like crazy on Facebook. 
Um, but, uh, we won't even talk about the fact that the one day that he like liked my profile picture and I couldn't stop grinning all day. Cause I thought that was the coolest <laughs> thing ever that he even knew that I was alive. Uh, but, um, yeah. So when he posted about that, I'm like, I immediately had an idea, uh, which is what moving in turned into, uh, stayed up till midnight and wrote out the script, you know, again, with my hand, the handwriting it and the next morning just started making calls to, to people to see if I could get some people to help me, you know, put it together. Cause mm-hmm. it was going to be a really quick turnaround type thing and, yeah. you know, shot it and edited it and everything else within like a week, you know, which actually was probably four days once you all melt it all down that mm-hmm. we, we actually got that done. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, my love for him definitely will always, you know, make me do crazy things <laughs> like, like a film in that short amount of time. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted, you know, I didn't win, but you know, I didn't care. You know, I just wanted to challenge myself first of all, uh, to do that. But even with that one, um, kind of went in a completely different direction because, you know, it, it needed to be. It needed to be influenced by the Annabelle movies, but also The Conjuring. And all of those those are very muted. The colors in there are very, very muted if you watch those movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we wanted something very similar, myself and Chelsea Casanova, who did the the, um, actual photography and the uh, editing. You know, we talked about it for a long time and it's like, well, we need to make it look like one of those films mm-hmm. where we mute the colors, you know, and we, we try to get it as close as we can to the look of those films, uh, which obviously they shoot them intentionally. We were kind of, you know, limited by the fact that we were, you know, using my own house and we kind of had, we were stuck with the colors that we didn't have time to paint the walls, you know, <laughs> so you're, you're kind of stuck with doing the best you can with that. So, um, but we, you know, I was happy with it. I was really, I, I was very pleased with how, you know, how well it turned out. So, yeah, and it's so, and actually just recently sent it out to a bunch of film festivals because I was so happy with it, and I was like, okay, we're going to send this out into the world and see what it does. So. Yeah, I mean, especially with that limited amount of time, it's so difficult to, you know, you have to still try to have a beginning, a middle, and then end. And I mean, I exactly, and I, I felt like, you know, even though there's obviously more that you want to see out of that story, I feel like that, that that short ultimately accomplished what it meant to accomplish. And so I felt it did too. Yeah. And you'll notice it's, it's very similar to all of the other, you know, like random and out of my mind where there is no ending. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of big on that. I, I like audiences to choose their own ending, uh, which has basically happened with all three of my films. I can tell you with Ebola. Um, well, they could do it with Ebola too. I'm not going to lie, but for the most part, we will give we will finally give people an ending with Ebola. <laughs> but 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 my preference is is to let the audience decide. You know what happened. You know what's yeah. going to happen next. I I like that. I don't I don't think people are stupid. You know, and I don't like films that automatically assume that the audience is dumb and you have to tell them everything. I like the audience. I, I know my audience is smart and they know that they can figure things out. And I like that, you know, I'll show the film and people in the audience will talk to me afterwards about, well, I think this happened. And I think that happened. And I love that. You know, yeah. I love to hear what, what they think happened next or what happened before. You know, I just think it's, I think it's great that, that people can draw their own conclusions. 
Well, and the thing is, the most important thing, especially especially with short films, but I mean, especially with a film as short as Moving In, is that even mm-hmm. if it's even if it's not like if, even if it doesn't necessarily re- have the end just like smacked right on top of what the ending is, it feels complete, uh. and that's the important thing. And that and yes, you can read things into random and out of my mind and moving in, but they ultimately feel like complete movies. I mean, that's right. the most important part. I agree. I completely agree. I mean, in my mind, they haven't, you know, that, that is it, you know, yeah. there is, there is yeah. no more, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I love that people can, can watch these and, and, and go to the next level or think, you know, I've, I've had a lot of uh, rev- reviewers tell me that, you know, this is great. You know, I could see this as a feature. And I'm like, well, great, but it's never going to be one. Yeah. That's not that's not the intention. You know, yeah, I could I can see it as a feature, too. But that's not what I wanted to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, yeah, I don't know that I would necessarily say that with uh, random or uh, out of my mind. But, I mean, it would definitely be. It would definitely be nice to see, like, maybe another couple minutes of moving in to where it's, like, another short later on where it's, like, you you see, you know, after after the twist at the end, you you see what happens after that. Or you see what – and then – Right. And honestly, I could take moving in and I could make that into a feature – so easy. Um, there are so many aspects of it. Um, like she, she talks about the couple, uh, the older couple who left the doll there, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a whole story right there, you know, leading up to, you know, that, and I have, you know, I have kind of written all of that in my mind. Now, whether or not that actually ever happens, I don't know, but it's in there. And yeah, there's, you know, there's all kinds of like, how does he get her back? You know, if she's trapped in this doll yeah. and how does he ever realize that she's trapped in this doll? If he's obviously, under the impression that this is his wife now, you know. I mean, there's so many different directions you could go in it, uh, which I love, you know. And and that's why I said, you know, when people, you know, watch these, they kind of draw their own conclusions about what's going to happen next or what happened before, you know. So. Yeah. Well, and I know. Uh, well, before before we go to a couple of questions about primarily uh, acting for you, I I do know. Okay. I do know random and out of my mind have at least one festival showing a piece coming up recently, coming up soon, don't they? Yes, um, both random and out of my mind um, on September 15th and 16th uh, next weekend. Um, I will be heading to Louisville, Kentucky, to the Louisville International Festival of Film, uh, and they both are showing there, which was a really interesting little thing. I had actually submitted out of my mind because I put random to bed like a year ago. I was just kind of done with it. We'd run the festival circuit and it was just done. Um, so I had submitted out of my mind to the Louisville International Festival of Film. And I get a phone call from Conrad Bachman, which if you don't know who he is, look him up. He's amazing. He has been around since Dobie Gillis, which I think is like the very first thing he's ever done. Um, and he is the, the gentleman who actually started the Louisville International Festival of Film because that's where he's from, even though he lives out in L.A. now. 
Um, so I'm sitting at my desk, my phone starts ringing, it says California, and I'm like, maybe I should answer that. That might be important. It's California. Uh, so I answered it, uh, and it's Conrad Bachman, and he's like, um, I just left out of my mind. And he's like, I, I am so impressed with this. And he's like, I... Uh, he's like, I was so impressed with it, in fact, that I definitely won it in the Louisville International Festival of Film. And he's like, and I honestly, he's like, I, I looked you up and I found your film Random and I watched it. And he's like, well, you submit that one, too. Um, so Random kind of came back to life at that moment. Um, and so it, it's back out there. And they were both um, accepted in the festival. And I'm really looking forward to going to this film festival. I've had films in that festival before uh, that I acted in, but I have never, it's always been a, like a conflict for me. I have something going on filming or something that I've never been able to go. So it's completely blocked off next weekend. So I can head to Louisville and, uh, and hopefully meet Conrad Lachman in person and uh, attend the film festival. Uh, and actually Prisoner of Perdition, which is a short film by uh, Cameron Crosman, is in it too, uh, one that I did with him last year uh, that's out. Uh, so I actually kind of have three films that I'm going to be there representing. And then uh, in October, October 14th in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, um, they are having a premiere of a short film that I acted in called Hell's Half Acre. And they have asked uh, to, to use random and out of my mind so that it's a complete night of uh, short films. So it'll be playing again on October 14th um, in Hopkinsville at, uh, at that event. So, so yeah, a couple of months in a row here where I'm going to be out with both of those films. So. That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought you had... It's nice when a film that you thought had died comes back to life. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought you had a couple of uh, screenings of each of them coming up, but I couldn't quite remember. I knew I knew you had one this month. I thought you had one the next month, too. Yeah, and they both actually wound up in uh, Las Vegas uh, last month, um, the end of last month, the end of August. They were both out in Las Vegas at the Action on Film Festival uh, out in L.A. And actually, out of my mind, I just found this out, like, yesterday – um, I had found out a couple of weeks ago that Out of My Mind was nominated for the Kristoff Award. Uh, and then I just, I went and looked at the website like yesterday and apparently it won. Um, okay. So, so that's really, yeah, so that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, Out of My Mind and, and Random both went out to L.A. And um, so that was cool. So, yeah, they're both, they're both just kind of making the circuit together now. It's just kind of nice. <laughs> like two babies out into the world, so. Yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. Oh no, that, that's 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 perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. One of the one of the things I've liked about the uh, other filmmaker uh, interviews that I've done over the the past year or so is that you know mm -hmm. I I may have a set type set question that I have in mind, but depending on where the conversation is, I mean you know you go into different topics. You know, right, you, especially with me, I tend to ramble. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, like like we like we've established, you primarily you start out as an actor primarily, and I think you it's safe to say that you still are. Yes, um, that will never go away, uh, and they will. You know, they will probably be putting me in my grave, and I'll be like, no, one more, one more. <laughs> I could play a zombie now. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I wanted to ask the obligatory actor question of like what what led you to acting? Um, wow, led me to it. I don't know that anything actually led me to it. Um, um, I would say, uh, I, I was really shy as a kid, which nobody ever believes me when I say that because I'm so not like that now. But, um, as a child, I was pretty, I was pretty shy and withdrawn and, you know, not outgoing at all. And then in sixth grade, um, my teacher, Mrs. Brock, God bless her, would, she asked me if I would be interested in doing speech competitions. Um, so I started doing speech competitions in sixth grade. And I remember the first time doing one and getting like a round of applause. And I was like, and you know, I did a comedy, so I heard people laughing and it was, it was just from that moment on, that was all I ever thought about doing was, you know, making people laugh and Mm -hmm. making people happy and, you know, and, and being able to influence that people that way. So, um, so that's kind of where it all started. Um, but it was always stage up until about nine years ago. Um, uh, my husband and I had, uh, moved to Evansville, Indiana, and we got involved in community theater here, which was kind of our outlet for mm-hmm. being able to act. Um, and the first show I did here, the moon over Buffalo, the director was, um, a guest director at that time for, for that show. And he knew some people down in Madisonville, Kentucky. And he said, I know these people down in Madisonville, Kentucky, and they're getting ready to shoot a couple of horror movies. And he's like, I know they're looking for people to audition. And he's like, I think you'd be really good at this. So I'm like, horror movies? You know, I've always loved horror movies. I'm like, horror movie? Yeah. Uh, where's Madisonville, Kentucky? Which I literally had to look it up because I had no idea where that was at. Uh, went down there and auditioned, uh, got the lead role in Widow, and it's just like never looked back. Mm-hmm. It's just been one, and it's just basically one movie after another since since 2008, um, mm-hmm. which has been great. You know, I, I don't like to say that I'm lucky, but because I, I believe that I work really hard and you think I'm paying my dues, but there are moments in my life where luck has definitely come into play, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I, I also, you know, I'll take chances, you know, some people would have a director say that to them. They'd be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's cool. You know, and never go audition. Um, so I definitely put the work in, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really scared of anything. It takes, it takes a lot to scare me when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff like that. Do you do you have a uh, preference as to uh, whether you know acting on stage versus in front of the camera? I do prefer on camera. Um, the stage is not very forgiving. You know, you mm-hmm. make a mistake on stage, and everybody knows that you've made a mistake on stage. You make a mistake in front of the camera, and you go, and the director says cut, and you do it again until yeah. you get it right. <laughs> Um, but it was tough. It, it's a tough transition because stage is larger than life and you're, you have to be so big and mm-hmm. in, in film, it's, it's so closed off and it's all about emotions and showing things in your face. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a completely different world. Uh, but for me, I love that when I'm done with a film that it's still there, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't 
go away. You know, it, it's out there in the universe forever. And, and to me, that's a, that's an awesome thing. Whereas stage, you do it for a couple of weekends and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, all you have left are the memories of it, which are great memories, but at the same time, there's, there's nothing left of it. Uh, to, to, you know, to kind of have and to hold and for future generations to possibly see. So it's tough, but I still love stage. Uh, a couple of years ago, I, I was, I got the chance to play Frankenfurter in a Rocky Horror show. And that was to me like a dream come true to be able mm-hmm. to do a part like that because, you know, Tim Curry is like the most amazing person in the world and to play yeah. a role that he's made so iconic, you know, and not even, you know, I didn't even get close to him, but, but still to, to, to kind of worship him in that way was an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, and I, you know, I, I always kind of look and see what's going on locally in the stage, uh, arena to see if there's things that I'm interested in. And there are, uh, and, (laughs) and, and if I can get my film, you know, under control that I actually had a few months to go and do all this because there's so much rehearsal time too yeah with stage uh versus film film you know you you get it all together you go and you film it and you're kind of done you know but uh with stage it's 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 five to six week commitment so and that's tough when you're working in film so. mm-hmm. okay and i mean are are there any actors that uh you've looked to or any actors that have really inspired you over the years Oh wow! Um, gosh, there's so many. <laughs> it's it's tough to to ever choose one. Um, I would say within the last couple of years, uh, Jim Doherty, who, um, as I said earlier, is is doing cinematography and editing on uh, Ebola, has become like a mentor to me. Um, he's I've gone to his classes, and I just feel that he always encourages me and and I he's one of those people I look up to because he kind of has given up everything to chase his dream you know and now he's he's been on House of Cards he was just in Ozark and a new Netflix show and you know it's just like he moved to Atlanta you know he's he's one of these people that I admire and that you know encourages everybody that he meets to you know, to fulfill their dreams. And, and to me, that's encouraging. And that's, that's the kind of person I need in my life to, to make me be a better person, to be better actor. And, you know, he's so much so that, you know, because he, he does do so much teaching that now I feel, I feel that I need to do that too. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, there's, there are so many local actors around here that are interested in doing that, but they don't have a resource here locally uh, to kind of uh, guide them in that. So I've, I've kind of taken it upon myself, like having classes here um, and, and locally bringing them in to have classes so that they have a resource to learn more. And uh, I'm actually, we have this group called IFN, Indiana Filmmakers uh, Network, uh, that meet, meets once a month and next month I will be going and I will be teaching. And to me, that's, that's what you do. You always pay it forward. You always help others, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and if you've learned something, it's your responsibility to teach others, you know, what you've learned. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's just inspired me in so many different ways. 
but when you know when I sit down and watch movies, uh, Angelina Jolie and her beautiful elegance that she has about her is is so is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, she you know she's challenged with all these health issues, and you know she's still still is just so wonderful. But um, gosh, there's so many Helen Mirren who's I just think amazing. Um, gosh, I could go on. And yeah. on Jessica Lang, Jessica Lang, I would say if I had to like choose one woman that I would like, if you know, I always say when I grow up, I want to be Jessica Lang, and that's still mm-hmm. true. Um, she's just amazing. She is the queen of the monologues. You give that woman a monologue, and she will eat it for breakfast. She is amazing at monologues. Um, so yeah, I would say if I had to pick one person. Jessica Lange is probably the one who's influenced me the most as far as acting style because I I will watch her stuff over and over and over and just pick it apart and oh well she did this here and she you know she made that kind of eye movement and you know I will I will watch all of that with her. Okay, all right. Um, other than uh, Ebola, do you have anything uh, else coming up? Um, as far as uh, things that I'm making, no. Um, I do have uh, films that I'm going to be in. Uh, I ha- There is actually, uh, I was just contacted a couple of weeks ago about a Bigfoot movie. I've never made a Bigfoot movie. How <laughs> awesome is that? Um, uh, it's just kind of a small kind of, you know, the uh, kind of a, a wife that's, you know, died. Apparently she got killed by Bigfoot, I think, or something like that. Um, and so they've asked me to, to do that part. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Bigfoot movie. How awesome is that? Um, which is called, uh, myth. Uh, so I don't, I don't have a lot of details about that one yet, but that's coming up soon. Uh, we'll film on that one soon. And, um, I did one earlier this year called 1031, uh, which is another anthology piece that will be coming out soon. And uh, I got to do that with the guys that I worked with on Volumes of Blood, which is uh, Justin Seaman and Zane Hershberger. I went to Pennsylvania and worked with them, and it's going to scare the crap out of people. It's uh, it's so awesome. Um, so I've got that coming out um, probably later this year. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm just, you know, trying to focus on Ebola right now. And so that takes a lot of my time. So I can't, can't do as much acting right now. As a matter of fact, when people contact me, I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to do that after October. Yeah. <laughs> the end of October, <laughs> I'm free again. Until then, don't talk to me. So. Okay. Well, um, well, uh, before we, before we wrap up Again, uh, let's let's go ahead and remind everybody of the uh, important dates for the uh, film festival uh, that film festivals that you have coming up with Random and Out of My Mind, as well as uh, if you want to say anything else about uh, Ebola, the GoFundMe campaign. When does the uh, GoFundMe campaign end? Um, actually it's whenever I go on there and tell it to end <laughs> at this point, um, people are more than welcome to, you know, find me on Facebook and you can find the GoFundMe campaign, um, or Carriage House Productions, which is on Facebook, uh, and you can find the campaign there. Um, but yeah, it'll probably be ending within the next couple of weeks, uh, just because we hit our goal. And to me, you know, once I hit my goal, I'm good. You know, I don't, I don't want to bleed people dry, you know, so 
so I will probably be ending that within the next couple of weeks. Uh, and yeah, Random and Out of My Mind will be playing in Louisville next weekend at the Louisville International Festival of Film. Uh, it plays on, I believe it's Friday the 15th. I don't have a calendar in front of me, so I'm hoping that's the right date. Uh, they play at the Muhammad Ali Center uh, starting at around 10, I believe, in the morning that Friday. And uh, and then October 14th, they both go down to Hopkinsville, Kentucky for uh, Hop Town Horror Nights, uh, along with the premiere of Hell's Half Acre, which I actually uh, appear in. So, and I'm really mean and vicious in that one. So <laughs> I know that's hard to believe, but because, uh, you know, I, don't, I never play that kind of wrong. <laughs> Um, so those are coming out, um, Volumes of Blood, uh, the feature anthology that I that came out just recently. It's on DVD and Blu-ray, and it comes out on VOD really very soon. Uh, and then Margot, another film that I did that came out last year, will actually release on September 12th. Next week is going to be a crazy week. Uh, it comes out September 12th on um, DVD and VOD. So okay. look for Margot, too. It's an amazing, amazing film uh, by Matthew Pakman, who, uh, who is just this amazing young director, um, which... It, um, I, I can't wait to work with again. Uh, I actually kind of have a rather small but extremely vital part in Margot. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite parts that I've gotten to play in a really long time. It's just the most amazing words that I've ever gotten to say. Uh, so that comes out next uh, September 12th, so next week. So, yeah, lots of really cool okay. things happening in my life. So. Yeah, and I, I actually uh, – I, I think it was – yeah, I think Matthew was the one who uh, – who uh, contacted me about reviewing Margot last year. And, uh, yeah, I did... Uh, did you I have do seen, that? I because have, you should do that. <laughs> yeah, I have, I, I have seen... Yeah, I, I have seen and reviewed Margot, but... I, I, I think, think actually Matthew in... Yeah, yeah and I think it was... Contacted me. The last trailer, because he just released a new trailer, and I believe your quote is in the trailer, if okay. I'm not mistaken. All right. Yeah. So check that out because, yeah, he just released a new trailer for the DVD and the VOD uh, release. And I'm pretty sure that your quote is in that trailer. So come okay. <laughs> um, right. think of it. So, yeah, that comes out next week on the 12th. So I'm really excited about that, both for Matthew and, you know, the mm -hmm. film itself, because it's just, to me, it's just an, it's an amazing piece of work. Uh, it's it's uh, when I read the script originally, I was like, wow, this is. <laughs> this is quite the adventure you're taking yourself on, Matthew. But he did it, and, and it's amazing. So, yeah. so good for him. And there's more amazing stuff coming from him soon. So, and that's all I can say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell you that I will be back with Matthew working again very soon, and I can't wait for it to happen. Well, that's good to hear. And yeah, I think I, yeah. I think I've seen a. I think I've seen a couple of his movies, if I remember correctly. Because I mean, I know I've, I know I've uh, seen the, I've seen his name a couple of times, and yeah, I'm pretty sure I've reviewed one or two of his. Movies. Yeah, he's got a short so. film called Angelfish, which is what I saw. Uh, I saw it at a film festival, and I fell in love with it. And it's like I've got to meet this director, you know. And that's how I wound up meeting him, is mm -hmm. because I forced myself on him after after seeing <laughs> after seeing Angelfish, because it was just so stylized and so amazing. And I was like, I want to know who made this, you know. And we just mm -hmm. started, we just hit it off. And and he's just he's just an amazing young filmmaker. Him and, and his uh, 
his uh, fiance, I think they, I can say that now. Yes, fiance Abby Hickey, who always stars in it. She was actually the star of Margot. She actually became Margot in the movie. Um, but uh, they're both just amazing people. So mm-hmm. creative. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining me today. It's definitely been it's been great to talk to you. It's been great to finally talk to you too. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to, you know, finally, you know, thank you. First of all, I want to do that because you have been so amazingly supportive of me and my career since I started directing. And it's just like, I don't know how you like even got to know me at this point. I don't even remember. I probably just begged you to review one of my movies and, I, and you I, were nice enough I, to I'm do pretty, it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure what was, what I'm pretty sure you probably emailed me about, uh, random, and I watched, yeah, it would have been random. It off of there, and then yeah, we we just uh, went from there because I mean that's usually that's usually how it's been as far as meeting uh, as far as getting to know uh, filmmakers such as yourself is like they've contacted me about watching a movie and reviewing it like I do, and then you know we we basically connect from there, and there's um, well. E- you have just been amazing to me. You have just been so supportive Mm -hmm. and, you know, you just, your reviews are always so insightful. And, and I just, for a filmmaker, you don't know what that means to us because it gives us the courage to keep going. Mm -hmm. So, because, because when we hear that it's crap, uh, we take that really hard, but we do take, you know, I, I'm the type of person that, you know, I'll take a compliment, but at the same time, I will look more at like the little things like, you know, could have been this or could have been that. And I will look at that, and I will pay attention to that, and that you know those kind of things are important to us. So, 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 thank you. I I can't thank you enough for always being so supportive of me and my films oh, because no that that means a lot. Yeah. That means so much. No so, problem. And so talking to you, and so talking to you finally is is so cool. I I yeah. really enjoyed it. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad that I you know, and it's funny because of the fact that it was it was about ten eleven years ago roughly that I first started to get requests such as yours about reviewing movies for like filmmakers or actors or producers or what have you. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to know so many filmmakers through that. And then, uh, another filmmaker that I've known for years, they, their most recent film had a, uh, video on demand release and also a limited, uh, four wall, uh, theatrical release as well, and so I'm oh, like, wow. oh wow, maybe Wonderful. I'll maybe we'll do. And I started the podcast by then, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll do an interview with them for the podcast. And so we right. did that, and it's like I was I was nervous because I've never really done that type of thing like in real life, in real time. Like I've done like oh I'll ask them a few questions and you know get them answers back and stuff like that, but it's like it's right. not the same thing. <laughs> And no, then, no, you one, have to actually talk yeah. to us. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, it's like that one turned out so well. It's like, okay, now I want to do this with other people. And it's like I, there are like four or five other ones now that I've done that, that I've done that with. And it's like, yeah, it, it's so great to be able to finally put voice to sort of to put voice to a face. Right, exactly. And, yeah, and, I, and we, we talked earlier about, I mean, I love, I'm the type of person that I want to meet all of my Facebook friends. You know, I, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, 
at the very least, talk to him on the phone. I'm just that kind of person. Uh, so finally getting to talk to you. I mean, maybe someday we will run into each other, which would be awesome, too. Yeah. Um, but at this point, I'll be satisfied with the fact that I finally just got to talk to you mm-hmm. and to thank you in person. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm in Georgia. I'm, in, I'm just north of Atlanta. So, I mean, if you ever make your way down here, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I definitely... Yeah, it would definitely be cool to uh, get together and, uh, you know, have lunch or something like that and talk to you. Absolutely. Uh, well, I go through Atlanta area every time I go to Disney. So, and that's like once a year. So, okay. <laughs> because I can't, I can't live without that in my life, apparently. I found that out the hard way. So. Hey, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that whatsoever. No, there, I, it's, it's the little child in me that will never grow up, yeah. never grow up. So, so yeah, thank you so much, Brian. You have just been so wonderful to me. Oh, no problem. Thank you. And it's been, it's been great to talk to you. And uh, let me... You too. Thank you very much for uh, Cindy Maples for joining me tonight. Uh, we talked about a lot of different subjects, in particular her films... Uh, Random and Out of My Mind, which I've reviewed on here, Moving In, which we've talked about on here, and uh, her recent GoFundMe, which still has a couple weeks if you want to contribute it to it. It is uh, Ebola. It's for her upcoming uh, short film. It'll be her fourth short film that she's directed. Uh, it was so great to talk to her tonight, and I uh, definitely want to do it again, especially... Uh, when uh, Ebola comes around, we'll probably do that again. And uh, thank you very much for listening. And this is uh, Brian Scuttle saying good night. Until then, next time. <laughs>